Welcome to the Self-Publishing Queen podcast. My name is Josiane Fortin and I'm a self-published author. I'm obsessed with helping and motivating writers to publish their books and share their gift with the world. My goal with this podcast is to inspire you to take action and be the writer you want to be. Let's go! Hello, writers. I'm Josiane Fortin, and today I'm interviewing Jack A. Ori. Jack is the self-published author of four books. And what is special about this interview is that I wanted to have someone speak about LGBTQIA+. <laughs> and so we'll be touching a little bit on that specifically, but also about Jack's writing career. So please, Jack, thank you for being on the show. And please start by telling us a little bit about you. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I am, as you mentioned, I'm a writer as well as an advocacy coach. I'm transgender. And all of my writing is, is dedicated to transformation. Everything I do is dedicated to transformation because as a transgender person, I didn't know who I was growing up. And it was very difficult for me because as a kid, all the adults were telling me as a girl. So I was like, why can't I believe that? Um, <laughs> and so that was very hard for me. And then when I got older, I was trying to be what everyone said I was. And I ended up in bad relationships. I ended up not being myself at all and jumping from career to career and having mental health issues. So now... I am really dedicated to teaching people about these issues. I also coach. I coach parents of transgender kids. I also coach people who are going through other major life transformations who are trying to be more authentic and find their voice and speak out more. Yeah, I really like that on your website. I was reading how you went from invisible to like being seen and being authentic and being able to say who you wanted to be. And so I'm wondering, like, at one point, did you hear about transgenders? And like, when did it click in your mind that that was who you were, you were a man and that you wanted to transition? Sure. Yeah, I had as a kid, I like I said, I had all these weird kinds of thoughts, like I would think about what is my beard going to look like when I grow up, but I would be like, Oh, I'm a girl, that's not gonna happen, which obviously not as but now you have one so <laughs> right. for people who are just listening they can't see you but you have like a big beard so was right. <laughs> right so that did come true but eventually what happened was it was a process when I went away to college I would use a mail it was like at the beginning of the internet revolution like early 2000s when people started going on the internet started having social media and stuff and I would use a male name on forums and things and then I would feel guilty because I'd be like nobody knows that I'm not quote unquote, really male. Um, but I didn't put it together until a lot later when I was um, in North Carolina, I had a friend who was transgender, a transgender woman and she had a lot of struggles with figuring out her identity and with depression and she felt suicidal because she felt it went against her religion and all that sort of stuff. And by talking with her and learning about her experience, it all started to click for me what my experience was yeah you could see the similarities and just going back to the topic of this podcast being about author I wanted to know how authors like we do have a voice and we have books 
out there in the world. So how can we be more supportive of the LGBTQIA plus community? Oh, great. Yeah, that's a couple of things. There are a couple of ways. Um, one thing that I do also is I help writers who want to write authentic transgender characters and a few other identities that I also identify as. Um, because I think a lot of times authors might be afraid to, if you're not transgender, you might be afraid to write a transgender character because you don't want to get it wrong. Yes. You don't want to offend anybody. For sure. Right? So For sure. I think it's really important if you are not transgender or whatever identity you're writing about, not gay or whatever, not bi, to do your research, to talk to people who are in the community and make sure you've got it right. Use sensitivity readers, people in that community who, who will read your work so they can give you feedback and let you know this works, this doesn't, so you don't contribute to stereotypes. I think that's important. And um, I think I'm on a lot of Facebook groups for LGBT writers. And I think it's really important to support writers who are not everybody is openly like gay, trans, whatever. So you might not know, but if you know yeah. that an author is gay or trans, it's really great to support their work as well, you know, to read their work, promote it, let people know about it so that they can get some visibility as well. Okay, awesome. And you kind of answered my next question, which is, should I include diverse characters in my book if I don't know about them? So your answer is go out and find out about them yeah. and then yeah. you can write about them. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I'd like to definitely expand on that because I know there are a couple of schools of thought on this and a lot of times people will be like, I don't know, because I'm not that identity. You don't want to step on other people's toes. And some people I know feel like if you're not that identity, you shouldn't write about problems like prejudice and that kind of thing because you haven't experienced it. But I personally feel it's important to amplify those stories, amplify those voices. And unfortunately, that's something that everyone, everyone who's transgender will deal with some sort of transphobia at some point unfortunately, um, anyone who's, you know, because <clears throat> even if your family is accepting, even if your friends are accepting, there are people out there in the world who aren't. And even if everything in your life is great, you have faced stories in the news, like here in America, legislators trying to make laws saying trans kids can't be on the same sports teams and that sort of thing, which is, very, so it's something that affects every trans person's life. So, I'm not of the school of thought that you can have your trans characters, but you're not trans, so don't write about them experiencing these issues because that's not gonna be authentic because <laughs> it's something that everyone experiences. But definitely do your research, you know, don't just, and <clears throat> it's good to talk to a number of people because everyone's experience is different. So, you know, don't just be like, okay, well, my friend who was trans said it was okay, you know? Make sure that you're talking to people who are reading your work and are going to give you feedback as well. Um, and make sure that you've done that research. And sometimes it can be really simple things like things like language um, that you can actually just ask in an internet group and be like, hey, I'm an, I want to be a good ally. How do you use the grammar for a non-binary person or something? Right. Because you don't want to make a mistake like that and perpetuate wrong information yeah exactly and has been as being a transgender impact your writing career or like have you faced specific issues or opportunities specific to that 
I think in a number of ways, like I think first of all, the subject matter I write about, even though I don't write about transgender people exclusively and most of my characters are cisgender, I think the fact that they're all going through these major life transformations and discovering who they really are is comes from my experience as a transgender person. You know, so I think that that's one way it's definitely affected me. And I think, interestingly, people assume that my characters are transgender sometimes. So I'll get, I've gotten feedback even from other people who are like, oh, so you've written this book. It's about a transgender character transitioning. And it's not, that's not what it's about. <laughs> so sometimes I have to correct people and be like, no, actually, this is not, a, this is about somebody who's going through a major transformation, but they're not transgender, but it's similar because of the subject matter. Um, and I also think, um, I have not been in, I'm, I'm independently published. So, you know, I, as, uh, as you know, so I've not been in the traditional world in a long time. I don't know what's going on with the, with the own voices movement and, the, and what traditional publishers are doing. Um, I know that sometimes there are grants for LGBT people that I like to keep my eye on, you know, artist grants for LGBT yes. people is always a, a good opportunity. And I think in general, being self-employed and working for myself is, even though it's hard, it's harder in a lot of ways to run your own business. As a transgender person, sometimes it's easier as well because you don't have to worry about things like, I'm going to go into work and do people know, and should I, and will my boss be accepting it? Which bathroom should I use? And all those kinds of things that happen when yeah. you're in the workplace. Right. Like, sh- I, I can tell like how difficult this could be. Like, am I supposed to say it? Uh, like, is it like, sh- right? Like coming out, like, do I need to come out like every single time that I meet someone or is it just right. like- and I, Right, that's a very individual thing too. Cause a lot of times <laughs> people have different opinions about that too, because sometimes, some people, sometimes you just feel like you just want to be seen as yourself. You don't want to go into it all the time. I'm very open about it usually, but I found in jobs that I've had, a lot of times the people will be like, the bosses will be like, can you give a training so that the other employees understand what transgender people go through, which I don't mind doing is great for me, but sometimes some people might, some other, sometimes people might be like, oh God, I don't want to do that again. (laughs) Yeah, like like you don't want to represent like a whole community when you're just like living your life, but you you like to be a speaker and you like to speak on the yeah. topic. So it's different. Yeah. And what advice would you give to aspiring authors? Um, I think the first thing is make sure, oh, well, not the first thing. I was going to say, make sure you know what you're doing before you start publishing. <laughs> no, <laughs> but that's not the first thing because you're not going to be publishing like the first draft of the first thing you ever wrote. Yeah. So you definitely want to have a community of writers. I belong to several um, like I said, I'm on, in some LGBT ones on Facebook, and I'm also in some big major writer groups, like 20 books to 50K. And Yeah, I uh, mind that one too. I really recommend that one. Yeah, and that's great. And the reason this is so important is because you need that community to support you and to understand what you're going through. Because what I found is that a lot of times I, you know, because I'm also a coach and I, have, and I work with some business coaches to help me with my business and I have run into some coaches who when I tell them I'm writing are are like oh that's not going to make you any money what you should do is focus on this instead you know so you want to have the people who can help you support you as a writer yes 
I agree. And so, yeah, so, yeah, so that's really definitely the, the biggest thing is the community. And also you get mentorship. You want to find out from people who are already doing it. How do you do this thing? And you definitely want to do your research before you publish because otherwise you can waste a lot of time and money. Like when I first um, started thinking about self-publishing, I got into a conference and I met someone who had a printing press and I was like, okay, cool, I'll do this. I ended up spending a lot of money buying a lot of books that I did nothing with, you know? Yeah, so just you, stocking yeah. them in your basement. <laughs> yeah, so you want, and you know, nowadays that's not even really necessary because you can go through Amazon or create space. Yes, Amazon, anything KDP. that's print yeah. on demand. Print on demand, and you don't have to, and, it, and especially now during this COVID pandemic where a lot of people are not going to social events, you don't want to be stuck with books that you can't, the, if you don't have, if you're not having in-person events, you don't really need a lot of hard copies. I like to have one, like I have one of my proof, I got my proof copy for reinventing Canada. And I usually use that like on these podcasts because that's, it's tangible. You can hold it up and be like, okay, now this is what the book looks like. You know? Yeah, I always have a couple of them on hand, but I use print on demand too, because it's so much smarter financially. And then you don't have like, if you have a typo in the book, like you can replace them. So yeah, which is yeah, which always happens. Yes, <laughs> no matter, it no always matter, happens. <laughs> no matter how careful you are, there's always something. Yeah, and I was wondering, like, would the advice be different for a trans transgender person, or would you say like, would you have like a additional advice for? Um, the only thing I would say is that would be different is decide how out you want to be as an author. Do you want to be people to know I'm a transgender person who wrote a book or not? And which is a decision everyone has to make for themselves because as a transgender author, people will, like I said, assume your books are about transgender people. They will yeah. want to interview you specifically about being transgender. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's, I'm happy to be here. I'm not, I, lo I love doing this, but you know, not everyone would. So, you know, some people might... Yeah, because not it's personal, person. like it's yeah. your private life and not everyone wants to be open about like their personal lives. They just want to have like a public figure where it's like just like a public figure pretty much and you're not sharing all the backstory. Right. So I, I get that. Right. Yeah, so you, yeah, so you definitely want to think about that. And the other thing is just to think about how much of your experience you want to put in your books, especially if you're writing fiction, which is mostly of what I write. You know, I do have the one nonfiction book, but it's mostly, well, I mostly write fiction. And if you write fiction, you can write pretty much about anything, right? So you mm -hmm. want to think about, do you want to write fiction that's specific to the transgender experience? Do you want to write fiction that's not? Do you want to write about transformation of some sort? Do you want to write about people in other situations? What you know, and that isn't that different from everyone has to decide like what genre am I writing in? What kinds of books am I writing? And you can, of course, you can change your mind. You can change it. You can be all over the place and write this and then write that. And it doesn't have to be any one genre. But it's always helpful if you're going to have a lot of books, especially to be thinking about what's my brand? You know, what kind of books am I writing? As a transgender person, you're going to want to think about is part of my brand that I'm writing about transgender issues or part of my brand that I'm writing as a transgender person or not. Yeah, right. I get that.
How do you promote your books? So I do several things um, and I'm still working on this. Um, this is the most challenging part for me. But, um, you know, in addition to being on social media, because I am on Facebook and Instagram and I, and I make graphics on Instagram, especially I like to have graphics with maybe a quote from the book or a picture. And I have like, for each book, I have a character that I, in mind. So I always get like a stock photo from Shutterstock that always represents that character in the graphics that I do. Um, so that's one way. I also, I, I've done Brian Cohen's um, Amazon ad challenge. And so I use his method to put ads on Amazon. I really recommend him if that's something that you don't know how to do. Yeah, I've done, I've done it once. And right now it's going on. We're recording in July and I registered for this one, but I just don't have enough time. But the first time I did it like really seriously and it was really good. So yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah. How many yeah, times have you done the challenge? Just once? I've or? done it. This is, a, well, technically I registered four times, but this is the second time that I've actually done it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had stopped doing Amazon ads for a little while because I was like, it's not profitable. I'm, I'm making, I'm selling books, but I'm spending more on ads than I'm, so I stopped. But then after a couple of months, I wasn't making any sales at all. And I was like, hmm, so <laughs> let yeah, me try. So you could tell that the ads were yeah. driving sales. Yeah, and so. now that you've done it twice, like very seriously, do you see a difference from your strategy that you had before and now? I think so, because I think now I understand it a little more because it is in, in the challenge, he talks about how to write your hooks, how to look for keywords, all those things. And so I understand that a little better because the first time you do it, it can be kind of like, okay, I'm just going to try everything and see <laughs> what works. And now, like, I tried an auto ad, and I especially understand and i've tried more category ads than i have in the past which is you know when you advertise your genre um and i understand better how to write your ad copy how to write the hook on your ad all of those things so i definitely would recommend doing it more than once if you can if you have time at um, least I once like at least once that. like really yeah. seriously and like just keeping time yeah, for that and, in and your ask a lot of questions and that you know, every time he does it, he has a ton of people helping who will answer pretty much any question that you have. So, um, so that's one thing I do. Um, I've also done some of the newsletter swap kinds of things. Like I, I have an account on Book Funnel, so I have a okay. lead magnet, which is my short story, A Boy Like Me, which is one of my published books. It's a sh really short story. Um, is about a ten-year-old transgender boy. So that's my lead magnet that I have for my mailing list so i have that on book funnel and story origin and i also have it on my website so that you can easily find it um and that's the and so that's one thing that i do as well um i always have links in the back of my book to my mailing list in the back of every book to my mailing list a list of other books all that sort of stuff um and i've done a couple of promos like i just did one fussy librarian and those are the kinds of services where they set where you pay a certain amount and they send a link to your book to their email list. Yes. How how did it go with fuzzy librarian? 
I'm curious. That one was actually one of the more successful ones I had. It was a little hard to tell because my promo happened to land on July 4th, which is a, you know, a holiday. <laughs> so I wasn't sure how many people were actually looking at it that day. Do you think um, there were more people or less people because it's a holiday? I think probably less people that day because it's a holiday. But on the other hand, it's an email. So, <laughs> you know, they can yeah, it stays there. more than one day. So did you recoup the cost? Like, did you make a ton of money? I am not recouped the cost yet, but I saw like by the next day, my sales rank had changed. My sales rank was like really like in the millions and it gone down to like 169,000. Okay. Usually when it does that, even though I haven't seen any money yet, that means that people are borrowing the book on Kindle Unlimited and then you get paid when they actually read it, you know, yes. they read the page reads. But usually, but that means that a lot of people did download it. So we'll see what happens when they actually hopefully, get it. Hopefully, hopefully. And what writing projects are you working on right now? So right now I'm working on two things. My latest work in, pro pro in progress is called Heart Failure. And it's, um, it's a, um, a women's fiction book. It's about a trauma survivor. Her name is Jillian and she... Um, had gotten out of an abusive relationship and she's with her husband now and she also has feelings for her female best friend um and the real story of this book is really about how she's dealing with the trauma from the past and she also has some stuff from her childhood that she doesn't remember that she doesn't know about and so it's really a self-discovery book where somebody at her workplace she's a medical resident and somebody at her workplaces and like her threatening messages and trying to get her to drop out and okay. she comes under suspicion when a colleague overdoses and and they're looking at whether she might have overprescribed drugs and that kind of thing so through all this stress and her not being able and her having memory issues from the trauma which is compounding the stress she begins to go on this journey of self-discovery to find out what all these strange memories and feelings and things that she has are about and learns what really happened to her and what her and how to overcome that trauma. Okay, so is it all planned out or it's already written? Like it sounds like everything is all set and it's mostly. I mean, I'm rewriting. Like I had written a draft, but I wasn't happy with it because I didn't really have the full story yet. So now okay. I'm rewriting it um, to make it more. Uh, clear who she is and what happened to her and okay so that's why the idea is so clear and do you have like a date planned for the launch um I don't have a specific date yet but in the fall I'm hoping in October okay awesome thank you so much and if people want to find out about you where can they find you on the internet yes so there are a couple of places you can go to facebookbook.com coach and author Jack Ori which is actually my personal profile, but I keep a lot of stuff public on there where I talk about my books and stuff. Um, if you are specifically looking for support as a parent of a transgender child, I have my Facebook group, the support network for trans parents of transgender kids. Um, <clears throat> you can also find me on Instagram at author Jack Ori and on Twitter. I hardly ever use my Twitter, but I do have it at other Jackery as well. So I'm in all of those places. Um, and then of course you can also look me up on Amazon if you're interested in my books. And if you go to my website, jackaori.com, um, there's a section for books where you'll see 
of all my books there. You'll see Reinventing Hannah there. Each of my books, you can click on it, has its own page. And you can also, like I said, get on my mailing list there and get a free copy of A Boy Like Me. Okay, awesome. I'll make sure to share all those links in the show notes. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving me a review. If you're ready to publish your book, let me take your hand in my course, How to Self-Publish on Amazon. I will show you every step you need to take to successfully go through the publishing process on the platform. Keep on writing, 